Wicklow Brave is tanking along for Paul Towin. They're coming there very strongly now as Wicklow Brave sweep past the whole field in the county. Hello and welcome along to the Longshot Value podcast with myself, Liam Lenehan, and the founder of At Longshot Value, Aidan O'Hara. Aidan, welcome along to this evening. Thanks, Liam. Delighted to be joined by Aidan here in his home in Ballycannon in County Kilkenny. And today we're going to be doing a preview of Royal Ascot. Um, Aidan, very excited. We did the, the Chetland podcast here a couple of months ago. Lots and lots of listeners, lots of positive feedback. And we're back for this next big race meet. Yeah, Royal Ascot is somewhat like the Cheltenham for the flat, except it's actually near the start of the season than the end. But in general, a lot of um, big trainers will be targeting a lot of horses at these races. There's six, five, six days race and a lot of races, and uh, similar to Cheltenham. Yeah, and coming up first, we have on the Tuesday, um, first race up, Aidan, is the Queen Anne race. Who, you, who Anne. do you fancy in that one? Now... Mustad- there's the wrong favourite in this race I think Mustachery probably should be the favourite actually as I look at it he's giant favourite at the moment he, he, money's after coming for him because he did win the lockage but further down I like Romanised um, at a big price 33 to 1 he ran well in the lockage as well he probably went, was a bit too keen early on has won the Irish 2000 guineas in the past so he is he's a, he's a group 1 horse and is a very big price he's 33 to 1 with 4 places 4 places important in this race I think Plenty of bookies have that on offer. And I think he's about the same chance as some of the other horses that are around the 9, 10, 12 to 1, like Accidental Agent, Lord Litters, those type of horses. He's very similar standard. This race is going to suit him. And 33 to 1, four places is a big, big price. And I think he's a, he's, he's a short enough price to get involved in the top four here. So that's definitely the value there. Uh, of the others, I, I think Mustachery, I mean, he, the money has come for him now. He was... Know, maybe six or seven to one. He he won the lock-ins and he won it relatively well against a lot of these horses. There's a big talking on a horse here as well from Aidan O'Brien called Leberovito. I mean, he wasn't value. I mean, he's gone out a bit now, maybe six to one. But um, really, the value is easy enough to find here. It's Romanized at a, at a big price. There isn't a lot between any of these horses. And on the day, any of them could, could win. You want to be betting something fairly big here. So 33 to one, four places, Romanized each way is the bet I'm going for here. Second race of the day, Aidan, is, is the Coventry Stakes. Um, obviously, Aidan O'Brien has a number of horses in this in this race, but who do, who do you think is going to come up strong there? Now, I'm doing something I often do in these type of races. I'm going with an Aidan O'Brien horse, but I'm actually going with one of his outsiders. Um, Arizona is the favourite here, and in Arizona's last race, he won well, but he beat a horse of Aidan O'Brien's called King of Athens, who was having his first run, and to my eye, ran really well, and they often improve for their first run. He looks like to me that he'll be suited by, you know, this six furlongs here is a, is a hard six furlongs. He's by Warfront. I mean, he's, he's superb bred, and he's actually 50 to 1, and just with normal improvement from an Aidan O'Brien horse from his debut, he could get very close to Arizona, who beat him the last time. And Arizona is only... Um, Arizona is only five to two, three to one. So fifty to one with four places with the likes of Paddy Power, and uh, a couple of others. That's that's definite value here. I, I don't think I often pick the outsiders in these two-year-old races from Aidan O'Brien because often they're all well-bred, they're all capable of winning these type of races, and I don't think they know themselves which one is the best at this stage because it's hard to know what two-year-olds. They're not really killing them at home, or you know they're they're learning on the race course a lot of the time. 
So King of Athens, 50 to 1, each way, four places, superb value. There's every chance that he's going to really improve for his first run. Aidan obviously does multiple races on, on day one. Next big race, King Stand. Um, there's one favourite there, he's in it, two to one. Yeah, Batash, I, I kind of, I, I feel that Batash is just possibly going to finally live up to the hype here. He's He was good at Ascot last year, but he went off too fast and he got caught by Blue Point. He looked very good in his first race this year and it's more of a gut feeling than anything. I think he could end up really putting on a show here and that 2-1 to one could look well. It's not the sort of price that I'm going to ever back, but it's going to be a very interesting way, race to watch. And the top three in the market are a long way clear of everything else and, and could easily end up to 1-2-3. But I'm, I'm hopeful here that Batash could just put on a show, win this by four or five lengths and it could be one of the best performances you'll see in a while. But one of the best races to watch of the week, this, that race is. And obviously St. James's Palace Stakes coming towards the end of the day. Very big race. Um, a couple of big horses in this one. Too darn hot. King of Comedy. But who do you think is going to come through? I, I actually, I think that Too Darn Hot will actually win this. I, I, I know Phoenix of Spain beat him well last time out in Ireland, the 2000 Guineas. But I'd like to see him put up a big performance here. He didn't have a good prep for that race. And I'm pretty sure he'll be right for this. And Ascot will suit him. What I'm actually going with here is something that I love is a three-figure price, and it's Aidan O'Brien's second string, Van Beethoven. I picked him in the Irish 2000 guineas at a big price, and he was out the back, which on that day suited nobody, but he did. He came home well, but a lot better, I think, than his finished position looks, and at 100 to 1, three places, I think it's not out of the question that he can get involved in the places here, and, I mean, you don't need much encouragement you know, to back a horse at 100 to 1. I think he's be- He's good two-year-old farm. I think he's better than what he's shown so far as a three-year-old. And I, if he improves here, I mean, there may not be much between the likes of him and Scardu, who's 12 to 1, Shaman, who's 11 to 1. We'll be going for that. And Van Beethoven, 100 to 1, is, is the definite bet here. I've actually been thinking of what next race he'll run in for a while since I saw that previous race. So that's the definite selection in that race. Final race, Aidan, we're going to have a look at on day one is the Ascot Stakes. Um, do you think the Cashelman has been looking very, very good? Um, do you think there'll be enough in that horse to get over the line on, on day one? Yeah, it's um, Cashelman is, he's had one very good piece of farm in the past where he was second in the, second I get it up here now, internet out the country is often not the best. Dropped out, Aidan, I'm, I'm probably using your Wi-Fi here, it's cutting you out, is it? No, it's all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was fourth in the Cesarevich, which is you know about the best two mile over to best day in race handicap in the Northern Hemisphere. I'd say he was fourth in that before. I mean, he's got decent farm. He's good enough farm over hurdles, but he's right at the bottom of the weights. Off a mark of ninety, I mean, he's running well a couple of times this year. I just think you know Nicky Henderson. He'll have been prepared for this. He's fit from hurdling and two runs on the flat. Very low weight, looks value. He's twenty eight to one with six places. Uh, I I think he's he's almost certain to get involved with that. I mean, these big staying handicaps are are you know tough races. He's already proven he's capable of running the big race in this type of race, which was probably probably a better race than this. And just at the price, he he looks the value to me at the moment. Willie Mullins has the favourite here. He often wins these. He, he wins nearly all of these type of races. But Build Me Up Buttercup is just far too short for what she's done so far. Even on the flat, her farm isn't that great. So I, I'm going with the Cashelman off a low weight um, with a trainer who knows how to win this type of race and he's valued at 28 to 1 and you can get six places, which, you know, you want to be taking all of those extra places at the likes of Ascot over the week. It's 
you know, you get every bit of value you can. That's it, Aiden, for day one. Coming up next, we're going to have a look at, at three key races on the Wednesday. Okay, coming up on Wednesday, and obviously the first big race is race three, um, the Prince of Wales Stakes. Um, Crystal Ocean looked like a strong runner there. Who else do you think could, could go hard? It's one of the, the best races of the festival. Probably is the best race of the festival. Magical, Sea of Class, Crystal Ocean, Walkgeist even, Sabine Prince is in farm lately. They, I mean, they're all top-class horses. Magical is on farm this year. She has less against her than any of the others. She's won three, won two group ones already. Um I mean, Sea of Class looks possibly a better horse on her second in the arc last year. Chris Lotion, uh, he may or may not be a Group 1 horse. You know, he's very close to it, but they're all very close. To this particular race, though, Magical probably end up winning this. Whether she'll end up the best of the dream at the end of the year, it's hard to tell. I like one here. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's a bet or not, but if you're looking for a fun bet in this, Hunting Horn is a huge price for Aidan O'Brien. He's 50 to 1. It's not as a good an each hip as a normally one like that would be because there's you know three really strong horses at the top of the market who are very likely to fill the first three places. But if I'm going to back something in that race, it'll be hunting horn each way, and it's a race you know almost to watch more than the back end. But it's because it, it'll have an impact on the rest of the year more so than almost any other race at the at the Royal Ascot. So Aidan, obviously Cheltenham and Royal Ascot are quite different um, race meets, but in terms of that long shot value, how do you go with tipping across the board? Have you seen that you've had more winners in Cheltenham than Royal Ascot, or what way does it normally fall for you over the last few years? Um, well, over the last year or two, uh, I mean, they're all only all right, but over the longer term, Cheltenham is better than anywhere, but Royal Ascot is good as well. I mean, I've got plenty of, the, the thing that I commonly do with Royal Ascot and all the flat racing and especially the big races is I'm often picking an outsider of Aidan O'Brien's and that's been successful over a number of years and I mean we're more or less going to go for the same thing here. He has well-bred horses that because Ryan Moore isn't riding them, you know, instead of them being, you know, 10 to 1 or something, they can be 50, 60, you know, 100 to 1 and the bookies still haven't really caught on to that despite the fact that there's been, you know, Dozens of huge price winners over the years in, in big races for Aidan O'Brien. I'd be sticking to that anyway. Yeah, and it's different, to, I suppose, to Cheltenham where you often stay away from the Irish horses, but in Ascot you're going for some of the Irish horses. Um, second race, we're going to look at race four, the Duke of Cambridge. Yeah, now the reason I'm looking at this is, I'm not sure it's a bet or not, it probably is. A horse that I think you know can win a Group 1 is in this. I can fly. She started well this year, but hasn't been great since. And she's one of the favourites, but this is a, a, a drop in class for her. I, I can't see anything else that can beat her if she's anywhere near in form. Um, I suspect she's going to run well here. She's the, the, the ground is good, good to soft in places, probably going to suit her. She ran really well at, at Ascot last year, at the end of the year, and second in a Group 1 behind, behind Roaring Line. That was excellent. Much better form than anything else in this field. And... I wonder will the money come for her? She's around five to one. I mean, she's a group one horse. The rest of these aren't. I mean, at a, at a big price, I, I kind of like Nyaletti in this as well. But really, I, I'm watching Nyaletti's 33 to one. Uh, I'm more interested in I can fly and will she fulfill a lot of promise that she has in the past. I, my plans for her really were this year, I was going to pick her in group ones at huge prices and I thought she'd get close in one of those. 
But still, five to one is probably could be value. She could be really backed here. I, I feel she's going to be in form, and if she's in form, she's just going to win this. I think it's it's not that high quality race. So what kind of stake are you looking at putting down on that one, Aidan? Ah, oh, no. I, I mean, as I said before, I'm a small, I'm a small punter. So if I, I tell you what, I'd be doing that type of race. You'll be looking at what offers the bookmakers have. They might have a like 20 euro free bet if they lose or something like that and that'll be the type of thing I'll go for when I'm back in a favourite like that and more when you're back in shorter prices and you're you know a small stakes punter like me the, you can get value in Royal Ascot similar to Cheltenham they'll have offers and the max on all those offers is usually kind of in the 20 range 10 20 range and you, like, you want to be taking all of those as a small stakes punter because I mean it's essentially so say she loses you get your stake back it's not like normal race. It's not like you're not going to use it. Um, you know, you're going to ride Ascot's on. You're going to be using those free bets. So on that type of one that's near favourite, I'm going to be looking for whatever offers are on. I'm going to take, you know, one of them for 20 quid or something like that. Very good, very good. Second last race of the day, the Royal Hunt Cup. A couple of interesting ones running here, Aidan. Now, I, I, I mean, I'm kind, I'm not that I'm excited about one here, but I think I found one at a huge price that certainly has a chance. Um, Chilean uh, on his first start last year actually beat Study a man who's a Group One winner in France. Um, he also ran much better in the Saint James's Palace, a great Group One here last year than his finishing position looked. He was going, he was going really well until the last furlong. Something appeared to happen. He got stuck behind two horses and they eased him. But off a mark of a hundred over the same course and distance, I mean, he's he's available forty to one with six places with a couple of firms. I mean, he's essentially has some Group One form, and you know he's a group. He's certainly a Group Horse running a handicap now in this particular handicap. You know that's a, a common saying: Group Horse running a handicap. This particular handicap is full of more or less Group Horses, as it's probably the best handicap of the year. But it's I think it's significant that they also he hasn't run this year, and he won first time out last year. I mean, it does look like a plan, and he's off a good mark, but he's certainly value. He's 40 to 1 with six places. That's certainly value. And I mean, Ladbrokes even boosted that when I went to back it at the 45 to 1 or something like that. So he's certainly value. I, I'm, I mean, if I, I may have another one in that race, it's kind of hard to tell yet. I, I like Style Hunter as well. Style Hunter is a 25 to 1 range. But really, I, you know, I'm thinking that um, Chilean could be a really good bet there at 40 to 1 each way. I mean, he's, he's, you know, it looks like he's may have been targeted at this race, which with some of his group form, if he is off a mark of 100, you know, that's going to be well worth a bet. Very good, Aidan. That brings us to the end of um, the Wednesday. Uh, coming up next, we're going to preview what's coming up on the Thursday and also wrap up and talk about our next episode, which is coming later this week. Okay, very good. We're going to have a look here, Aidan, on the Thursday, um, the biggest race of the day, um, and also your bet of the meeting, the Gold Cup race. Yeah, I've been thinking about Capri for this race more or less all year. I mean, he he, ha- he won a, what probably the best ledger there has been in the last 20 years as a three-year-old, beating Stradivarius and a number of other top-class horses. He had a, a, he had a very... Um, interrupted prep last year but really ran well again in, at fifth in the arc I mean fifth in the arc for this kind of staying race if he can reproduce that kind of run and stay this trip he's actually the class horse in the race now there's a hot favourite here Stradivarius is the hot favourite he's evens 
you know, he's on a long winning streak. But if there's a horse that can improve for a step up and trip, it's Capri. We put him up, anyone follow me on Twitter, put him up at 20 to 1 as a kind of a max bet, I called it, which is still not going to be a big bet for me, but, you know, might be for some each way at 20 to 1. Um, he's 16 to 1 now, which is still fine. I just think he's one that can win this race. He's the class horse in it, as far as I'm concerned. And it's Aidan O'Brien has just, anytime he's been mentioned in the Gold Cup, he's only been mentioned in Capri, really. Uh, like all year I, I think he, he's been poor this year this is the reason he's he's a big price he hasn't run that well in his two runs this year but my guess is his training regime has changed you know to try and get him to, to train him to stay this type of trip because the Gold Cup you know is one of the only it's the only group one race is going to be two mile four I mean it's a long race comparative to other flat races and Capri he's won the ledger which would you know be a good trial for this kind of thing but I just get the feeling he's trained for it I think he'll be backed first. Aidan O'Brien's other horse, Q Gardens. I mean, he's he's also you know he's also top class, but I just get the feeling that Capri is the one that um, he thinks can you know can improve here. And that Ledger Farm is one of the best Group One. It's certainly the best Ledger in something like twenty years. That kind of farm is plenty good enough to win this. And at sixteen to one, he's still value. I'd still go each way. I think he. I think he'll be close. Um, the favourite, to me, he doesn't look as good as he has looked last couple of years in his last one or two runs. But basically, Capri is my bet of the week, I think, and I've been kind of looking forward to seeing him running this race for a long time. And hopefully, hopefully, he runs well for us. Beautiful. Thanks very much, Aidan. Well, that brings us to the end of our preview, preview for today. We are going to come back with another episode this week. We're going to have a look at Friday and Saturday, and we're hopefully going to record that episode maybe on Wednesday or Thursday yeah. once we know all the runners. So please keep an eye out on our Twitter account, at LongShotValue. That's where all the episodes will be released and the links to the episodes. Please do get on in touch as well, at LongShotValue. Tweet us back in your feedback or any tips you have yourself. We're always keen to hear. So, Aidan, thanks very much for having us here this evening. No problem, Lane. Enjoyed it. And we'll be back again on Thursday. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Wicklow Brave is tanking along for Paul Town in the coming there very strongly now. And Wicklow Brave sweeps past the whole field in the county.